I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And today it is rock and roll as we are getting into Jose Mangan's world, the ambassador of heavy metal music on satellite radio, the man behind Heart Attack, Liquid Metal, Ozzy's Boneyard, and the early days of Octane on Sirius XM. He is bringing his crazy rock and roll stories to Talk is Jericho. Wait till you hear how I met his music idol, Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. Great story uh, that totally uh, backs up the... Uh, concept that Dime was a big fan of his fans. Talking about James Hetfield and the guys in Metallica, personally requesting Jose to introduce them at the Yankee Stadium Big Four show. Sharon and Ozzy asked Jose to launch Ozzy's Boneyard, which he did. He's got more stories about Dave Mustaine performing on stage with Anthrax and his new favorite band and Fozzy's favorite band as well, King. In fact, Jose is the reason that King opened up the Fozzy Judas Rising tour, the, the first leg that we did in May. King is great. Jose is great. Jose is carrying the heavy metal flag, keeping the fire burning and spreading the love for all things rock and roll. And so is Fozzie, especially in uh, the UK and Europe. When we return for the next leg of the Judas Rising tour in October, November, we start in Birmingham, England uh, on the 27th, Dublin, Belfast, Chester, Manchester, London, Sheffield, Glasgow, Newcastle. Then we head over to the mainland of Amsterdam, Oshvenberg, Pretelm, Roncade, Rome, Vienna, Munich, Essen, Hamburg, Genk, all of the rock and roll shows, all VIP meet and greets, all pre-show uh, rock and roll concerts that we're doing available at fozzyrock.com go check it out get all your tickets uh, available there and the great vip package that we have where we do play a mini concert as well as hanging out with the band go to fozzyrock.com check it out and you know we'll be playing the biggest song in fozzy's history the video is almost at five and a half million views let's talk about judas let's play judas right here on talk is jericho On the inside You are innocence personified And I will try 
record will be out in september in the meantime and in between time you got judas to check it out jose mangan no uh stranger to judas as octane has been playing the crap out of it uh thanks to all of you who requested an octane thanks for jose for giving it a chance talk is jericho we're on the back of the fozzy tour bus with jose mangan 
probably known you. I was thinking the other day, I probably met you. Like, when did you start at XM? 2000? Wow. I started in the summer of 2000. So 16, 17 years. And a lot of similarities between the two of us and that now, here we are in 2017, and you've built the Jose Mangan brand to where, excuse me, where you started at XM and now you're like your own industry, the Jose Mangan heavy metal industry. That's so fun. I'm just having a weird moment right here, dude, looking at you and doing this because I've always wanted to be part of your podcast uh-huh. and I was like wondering, like, oh, I hope I get the invite one day and now <laughs> it's just like hitting me right now. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Chris? Thanks for having me on, bro. This is really cool. Well, last cool. week we were, we were riding around. Yeah. Uh, we were at uh, Carolina, Carolina Rebellion. Rebellion. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. you had your Jeep with all the GoPros yeah, and you were doing yeah. something for... Zippo. Zippo. Yeah, I'm, I'm out here. Zippo hired me to do some stuff this uh, festival season uh, to be in charge of uh, or the content for their Zippo Encore music program. A lot of these uh, companies, they, you know, they pay big bucks, man, to sponsor these kind of festivals, and they help these festivals out as well, you know, with because um, it costs a lot of money to put these things on. So I, I love that Zippo supports rock music, and they came to me, and they were like, dude, will you host these acoustic sessions for us? Um, we drive people around and talk shit in this Jeep, and I'm like, that's the cool part. Right? You know, I've done a lot of introducing bands and things like that, but I was like, this is, I want to do the cool thing in the car. You Just know? kind of on the spot, driving around in the car, because like, we saw Michael Polson from Volbeat, yeah. we saw Caggiano, just whoever you run into. Yep. Just invite them into the conversation as well. It's pretty cool. Uh, I was driving corn around last week, and Jeff Keith from Tesla was warming up. <laughs> and uh, I love Tesla, and so did the guys. In, it was uh, Fieldy and uh, Monkey in the car. And uh, we were like, hey, Jeff, Tesla. And then he was looking over. He had his in-ears in. And yeah. he was like, I can't hear you. And I was like, I'm with corn. <laughs> and then he finally came over. And then he saw who it was. And he sang uh, a piece of Got the Life nice. uh, to the guys in corn. And we had the cool fisheye on that camera. So like, you can see him perfectly uh, on the view of the camera. And it was really cool. Do you like, notice that quite a bit? Like you're talking about corn, who's obviously famous for a certain style of like the quote-unquote new metal music. When they see Jeff Keith from Tesla, are they Tesla fans as I well? I love it. I love it. I love seeing uh, bands fanboy out because I fanboy out all yeah, the time. Yeah, sure. I'm a huge, huge fanboy of this stuff, and I love to see that genuine side come out with these artists. Yeah, I mean, they're real Tesla fans. Uh, Head was on stage, and so was Fieldy during Tesla, and I was right, I was right in the front in the photo pit. <laughs> singing uh, I was the only dude right there there was nobody around me and Jeff was probably like who is this dude actually I talked to one of the guys that was running the cable truck uh, mm-hmm. Carolina Rebellion and for the broadcast and for all the camera stuff and uh, they were even saying some of like the producer dude who's that guy in the front <laughs> and by himself like he's not taking pictures like he, he's just singing every word but see that's you though man like you're always super stoked super yeah. uh, I'm not gonna say hyper but hyper in a good yeah, way no, no, you no. actually remind me um, I don't know if you've ever met him but the, I've done the Jimmy Fallon show three or four times oh, wow. he reminds me a lot of you he's just genuinely oh, cool. happy to be there I love Jimmy that's yeah. awesome that you said same that. vibe Hey, what's up, dude? How you yeah. doing? What's going on? Like, this guy's really happy with what he does, and yeah. you have the same vibe. You really enjoy this. Dude, Chris, uh, I mean, I know you're a massive fan of the music, yeah. and has been, you've been raised on it. Me too, dude. I mean, this is my, my whole life. I've been a metalhead, um, never for glory or for money or anything. Just that was what I knew and, and made me feel the best. Right. It was metal. Mm-hmm. And um, I just never left it. I always 
promoted it. I was always the deliverer of metal, you know. <laughs> Even when I was a kid, I remember in high school, we would have parties uh, at my friend Vito's place in Douglas, Arizona, right on the Mexican border in Arizona. And on top of his shack, we would I set up a stereo and put some speakers up there, and I would sit up there and then just play different CDs and uh, out of the little Sony Walkman and like play stuff and like say, "Hey guys, you know, no microphone. Hey guys, this is the new uh, the new one from Fear Factory. Uh, you guys, you know, and nobody cared. Right? But there's probably like one dude that was like." Oh, that's cool. You know, like my best friend, probably Andrew, was like the only dude that gave a shit. But I, and I did that stuff. And I always, and even in my Subaru, uh, I, I had a Pantera. Uh, I got it limo tinted in Mexico, and but in the back window, in silver limo tint, uh, I had to do cut out the Pantera logo. So it was a big ass Pantera <laughs> logo on the back of my little 85 Subaru. And just driving that around with my friends, you know, smoking weed and introducing them to metal. Right, right. I always did it, dude. So now, after all these years, to be able to be blessed and to, you know, make have a, a, a career out of it. What? And a huge career because, like you said, like there's two guys when you think of, of kind of the, the ambassadors for heavy metal. And then the older school would be Eddie Trunk yes, and then Jose Mangan. It's like you are like the next generation Eddie Trunk of like just taking uh, all of this music and, and giving artists a chance to promote themselves. And you play the music and interview them. And Eddie's the same, but like you are now becoming just the same level I, as I him. Feel, I feel like, you know, I love working with Eddie, you know, at SiriusXM. We've been together for a while now. Um, I, I, I think I come at, with a different approach, you know, to it uh, as well. I mean, um, I think I'm just, I just, I love opening up my life uh, to the bands and, and they stay at my house. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just. Taco uh, parties. We have, I, we feed them, we bait, we clothe them, we, we drink them, you know, we, um, I, you know, whatever it is, we're, we're we get, I want to give back to the bands, to the fans, and so. I, I feel like um, my my uh, role as a metal dude never stops. Like I'm not off. I'm never. I'm not working right now. You know. I'm never. Um, everywhere I go, dude. I'm just Uber drivers. Like I mean, it's disgusting, dude. Like <laughs> everything I do, Chris, is metal. And I I feel like if I keep remaining that 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 core, you know, stance, then the world pays me back and, and and then people are good to me good things happen you know so but you have you have influence now like for example you know king is on this tour with us we're sharing yeah. a bus thank that's, you chris that's so cool i love king but, walking into the bus and seeing king i was like whoa yeah, i love it i love it <laughs> so those are those are my best those are my best but, but friends you, but you were so uh, supportive of that's how i became familiar with them yeah. was from seeing them on your yeah. instagram or hearing them on the radio when you're playing them so when you get behind a band there is some 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 credit behind that yeah There's, well, thank you, I, and, and and that's just you know we we do have a a, a very cool following on SiriusXM. You know when a lot of people came over for Howard, but they were rock fans, and when they came, you know that's when my life changed big time, and and that's when the 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 influence became more apparent and uh, obvious. You know uh, I always don't I don't want to think about um, the the impact as much as just doing it the you know as opposed to what the band's going to get out of this or what is what am i going to get from this or whatever like i just want to do good and help good people and, and and king dude and 12 foot ninja and so many bands that i love and even the veteran bands chris that i'm able to help now when people probably wouldn't you know care so much like about who? 
uh, you know, some of the veteran bands like uh, Death Angel, Anthrax, mm. Testament, all the, the bands that we love, you gotcha, know. Yeah. But I mean, they keep on putting out amazing music, and I'm I'm like the loudest dude screaming, <laughs> dude, Anthrax got a new album, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. like. To give back to the veterans is what makes me very satisfied too. To have idols become friends, mm -hmm. as you know, sure, that's a that's weird. That's one of the coolest things. That's yeah. that's the that's the the the, the most a beautiful thing of this whole experience is having idols become friends. You know, yeah. Dave Mustaine, dude, like loves me and I love him, but <laughs> it took a while to get to that sweet spot with him you know it um, takes a while to kind of get behind the guy's walls because yeah so, yeah of course and especially these dudes that are just so iconic you know and james hetfield man and you know james when, is a quiet private guy and, and when he reaches out and says cool things and does things like in uh, rolling stone magazine james hetfield in 2008 um this is the trip this is the this is the the biggest thing that happened to me up to that point in my life when i was just like holy shit really um Rolling Stone did a little interview with James. It was like, um, it was just a quick little one-page Q&A. And uh, they asked him what he's listening to these days. And then he said, my station, Heart Attack on Sirius. There's this DJ on there. He's a firecracker ball of energy, but <laughs> love listening to him. His name's Jose and all this stuff. And, I was, and then I was uh, alerted to it from a record label who called me in the morning. I was on a bus to New Jer uh, going into New York City. And this dude texted me, actually. He was like, dude, congrats, dude. James, shout out in Rolling Stone. I'm like, what? What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> and then I went to the newsstand in, in Port Authority, got the magazine, was flipping through the pages, and there was a line of people there. I remember waiting, and I was going through, and I was like, and I found it, and I was, <gasps> and I was like, oh my god! And I was showing like the Indian lady in line and some other people in <laughs> line. Yes, dude, this is he's talking about me, and they were so happy. The clerk was so so stoked, and dude, like I had man, I had some, I had some tears, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not even kidding you, dude. I had, I was like. Wow, like one of my idols just gave me a fucking shout out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, what the f Right. And then years later, you know, they asked me to introduce them at Yankee Stadium uh, at the Big Four show and uh, introducing them at the Apollo for Sirius XM. I remember that one. I listened to broadcast. that one. Yeah. Like that, that gives me just chills to be able to do that kind of thing. And that's the band personally asking you to do yeah, this? I mean, this is, yes. And, and then James uh, e emailing me, asking me to help put bands on Orion 1 and 2. And wow. so when I get that email, Chris, like I, I, when I first saw that James email, I was shaking. I was like, I can't respond right away because I don't want him to feel like I'm like super desperate. It's like if a super weird. hot chick calls yeah. you, you have to wait a bit, right? You have to wait. Even yeah. when your idols email you, you mm -hmm. have to give it a little buffer. Yeah. Like you can't be freaky fast. But then, then again, like you, 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 you sit on it and you're so freaked out about it that you don't email back. Like maybe until like the next day, and you're like, oh god, like, I hope it's not late. I hope he still has the same email. It's so funny because you still have that. Like I do it, like like not to be name dropped. We're just talking guys that are friends, and for me, it's Paul Stanley. And, oh yeah, and, and Lars. Yeah, and the same thing. Like if Lars sends me a text, I'm like, well, he's around. Maybe he's texting right now, but I don't want to text him back right away. So I remember yeah. my friend goes, you have to treat Lars like he's the hottest. Yes. Chick. Yeah. I just treat it be very cool. I do the know? same thing. I do the same thing, Chris. And it's like, I don't think I did it on purpose, but it just ended up being like when big dudes email. So then, you know what? The first band I had on the list, actually my daughter, uh, This is, and I posted a picture years ago, but my uh, oldest daughter at the time, she's almost 14, but 
on a on a piece of uh, paper, she wrote out the bands that she wanted to on Orion Fest, and the first band that she had was King. Wow! And and uh, they were on my list too. But I, I sent him an email list, and then I sent him a picture of that uh, picture. The, of that Maya drew, yeah, and that made the internet. It was super cool. Uh, but uh, but James had King. That's what I first I saw them there, yeah. and James personally introduced yes. them. Yes, that's when I met the guys. Yes, yeah. and then and that and because, and when I emailed him, and he was like, "Dude, I love King. I listened to them on, on you know Liquid Metal," and I'm like, oh, "All right, James, <laughs> like what, dude?" So things like that, dude. Yeah. So tell us about Yankee Stadium because that's the big four oh. show: Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. And playing Yankee Stadium, they ask you to uh, oh. introduce them. Dude, um, we were doing a broadcast for uh, for Liquid Metal, and um, I was doing it by myself. Uh, I do a lot of these things. I hosted Headbangers Ball at the time as well, and and it was by myself. Um, the, it, it was MTV2.com, mm-hmm. but I had Headbangers Ball in a bag. Um, like a portable rig or something? Yeah, and just a, a camera, oh, this gotcha. same yeah, uh, recorder, recorder with yeah. the microphones hooked <laughs> yeah. up, and this hooked up to an eighth inch into the camera itself. Gotcha. So I, I didn't have to seg sound and video. I would just take this nice recorder, one, you know, eighth inch, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. into my camera input. And then that was the audio. Start at the same time. Okay. And then so then no, we just hit the camera, put it on stand, ask an intern, ask a, not an intern, sorry, a tour manager uh, or stranger to hold the camera, please. <laughs> and that's how. Uh, but my friend was with me that day, and Annabella, and we did um, all interviews with all four bands. And uh, James laughed at me, dude. He was like, because I knew he approved a, a video interview. It was the only video interview he did, um, and. And he, I pulled it out, and he was like, that's the Headbangers Ball, Jose. And I'm like, James, it's sad, but this is what it is now. It's, it's been reduced to. This is what it is. He's like, in a bag, dude. I'm like, yeah, man. And so it was in a little bag. But uh, I pulled it out, and I did. So anyways, um, we were doing this broadcast, and uh, I didn't know I was doing that until watching Slayer from the press box. Uh, I was finally eating. I didn't eat all day, and I was just gnawing, uh, inhaling some chicken tenders. Uh, when I got the call from uh, Warren uh, Christian, Christensen, the manager, one of the managers of Q Prime, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, we want you to to do the intro um, for Metallica," and and all of a sudden, like my, I just, like I just puckered up. I just got so nervous, like my butthole closed, like everything just happened. Just, oh, I couldn't eat any more of my tenders. Like I wanted to finish eating, and I just got so nervous, and uh, I didn't know what I was gonna say. And and I went out there, and it was a soft intro. It wasn't a hard intro, you know what I mean? Like, Meaning? Uh, minutes, a few minutes before they could take this stage. Gotcha, gotcha. So it wasn't like, and here's Metallica. Here's Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and, then, and then the intro comes on. No. So it was a soft intro, but I went out there, and I was freaking out. And, and I went 60,000 people there. Uh, yeah. At least. Yeah. Uh, and the Jumbotrons. I didn't know the Jumbotrons uh, w- w- were on until somebody sent me a picture of me on the Jumbotron. <laughs> but I went out there, and, dude, it was like a three-minute thing and I didn't know what I was going to say all I knew that I was going to curse once the only thing in my head because Dave Mustaine long t- uh, years before uh, pulled me aside I was hosting Jägermeister tours uh, Anthrax Slayer and Megadeth and Dave pulled me aside and he you know um gave me a lot of advice like you know cursing on stage you know you shouldn't do it you shouldn't rely on it it doesn't look good you know think about their smith and he was classic tell- Dave yeah like and he was telling right. me and, and yeah I know he is yeah. and so and and I was all right. So I always think of Dave Mustaine when I do intros on stage. Always. <laughs> uh, and so for that one, I was I'm gonna curse once. Slayer. 
Mm-hmm. And I went out and I was like, hey, you know, Anthrax, hometown, you know, show, new, Anthrax Day. And I was like, you know, Anthrax, you know. And then I was like, uh, and then, you know, Megadeth, blah, 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 Megadeth. And, uh, and then it was like, you know, and <laughs> you know, and then I started just talking about what we, you know, what I do and with Sirius XM and how much we all love Metallica and how this is a historic day here on the East Coast. It's the, it was the East Coast's biggest metal show ever, and I just like we're all part of this, like each and right. every one of us. Like I just wanted to reinforce the the obvious mm. and, and state it. You know what I mean? And that's what I love to do is like look how cool this is. Yeah. Look, look at what we're doing. Look at who just played, and look who's about to play. And I said all this stuff, and then Metallica, and then the next morning, I was doing uh, police officers and firefighters. There was a bunch of them along uh, the back of the walkway of the stage. They were all, who's hey, giving me fives. I was like, holy, my phone was... Because everyone saw you. <laughs> nonstop, nonstop. The next morning, hungover, tired, went to work, and on the front page of the New York... Uh, Times, uh, the art, the write-up of the Big Four, the first first paragraph. Sirius XM Liquid Metal host Jose Mangan uh, introduced Metallica and summed up the night perfectly with this. Nice. And they quoted me and like a, a sentence or two of mine, like a good chunk. And, and then, dude, the the, pre- the president's assistant came in, brought the newspaper on my, and put it on my on my desk and said, "The president wants to talk to you." And I'm like. Okay, mm-hmm. and so I went over there, and up until that point, Chris, I'll, I'll be honest, dude, I, I got in uh, a trouble, uh, hosting things Why? and doing. Um, I had oh. a bo- I had a boss at Sirius XM at the time. He's no longer there, but he was um, he was a he was a real. He didn't want you going out and doing outside things. No, he and he wanted me to always ask permission, oh. and and I would always take vacation days, and you know I, I want to help my family, dude. I got to help my family, yeah. you know, however I can to do you know stuff that's great and good you know and and, um, and always cheerleading Sirius XM but I would get in trouble for like going in front of Mayhem Fest audiences or big audiences and you know and not in trouble but he would give me a really yeah, hard time yeah, and, yeah. and it was scary you know I was always like scared and it was weird WWE was like that where if you went and did outside stuff they would almost get mad at you for it but in the meantime it just makes you a bigger name and promotes your company so what's the problem And, and, and everywhere I go Chris Everywhere I go, the first thing that people say, you know, or what I say, I'm serious XM. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. proud. 17 years I've been there, proud, dude. That's a long time. Like, I, and I, so it, it comes out of me everywhere. And so for yeah, I always wondered why they would be mad that I was such a, a, a vocal public more than any other employee in the whole company. Yeah, nobody, nobody cheerleads serious XM right, as right, hard right. as I do. There's yeah. not one person there, dude. There's no, there's nobody. Yeah, nobody consistently over mm-hmm. the years. So then, so with that, I went to the president's office, right? And he was like, um, uh, Scott Greenstein, super cool dude. I love him. He loves me. He was like, Jose, how did how did you do this? What what? Did, and I'm like, dude, I don't know, Scott. Like, uh, they just asked me to do it. Like, did you know you were gonna do this? Did you write down what you were gonna say? Did you know? And I was like, no, I'm trained every day, Scott, on the radio. Like, I don't. Right. I just talk every day about this stuff. And he was just like, you know, so you didn't. You didn't rehear- none of that stuff, and I was like, no, no, sir. Like, and he was like, this is great. He was like, this is. We need more people like nice. you doing this stuff. You know, you can do do this, and I'm like Scott because he knew of 
the situation and stuff too and he was always cool but my direct guy wasn't you know what i mean right. so and he was and he was like do the, keep doing this and i was like yeah and then high five and i was and at that point chris to uh, september uh 12th or september 13th maybe that morning 2011 uh my my life changed a uh, big time at sirius xm and and i had more uh had I was able to do more. They gave you more responsibility. More, uh, no, not so much responsibility. They just they said, um, "We got you, dude. Gotcha. We got you. Go, Go do your thing. Do your thing, yeah. dude. We got you." Because they they knew, and then you know now I'm 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 known proudly as the serious XM spirit animal. <laughs> like you know, like that. In the face, dude. Yeah. I mean. And especially for this rock music, man. Who else? You know, we have a lot of cool friends in the in the digital realm of supporting music and stuff. But you know, where are they at the shows and at these festivals? Right. Do you know, are they, you know, in the in the mosh pits yeah. with the crowd? Are they smoking joints with the dudes in the back? You know, and watching a cool band? Are they on stage delivering a positive, good message? You know, about what they do and what the music does for them and for us? You know, no. Right, right. They're not. You know, so I, for me, I love being that dude, man. I love always having that on my shoulder and like I said everywhere I go dude uh, I bleed this shit man. do you remember uh, you talking about like a last minute thing do you remember when we, we were doing something and we were uh, we were doing some interviews and stuff and then you wanted to do like a Chris Jericho hour long takeover oh, or yeah, something yeah. and they only gave us the studio for 10 minutes oh yeah well, someone was waiting outside to get in you remember well, that dude I, well the thing about you dude <laughs> you're you're so pro you're so fast I mean I can do that same shit too right. somebody said pick 10 songs and talk about them now and you have Four minutes, and that's what we did. Yeah, and then we and you nailed, you know, Iron Maiden, Halloween, Event Sevenfold, all these great picks, all these great cool stories. One take, one take, one take, because you're used to it. Right. And, and I, I feel like if you're gonna be an awesome talent, you have to be able to do things. You have to be able to one, do that. One, two, three, go. Right. Like, oh, let me prepare. Let me think. Let me write shit down. No. Don't work that way. Don't. You can't. You it's can't. Like, it's just like you said, okay, uh, Ozzy's outside and they want to do an interview. Yeah. Uh, you, we got to go. Yeah. Well, now, what am I going to say? Nothing. Do you better think of something? Yeah. You, I, yeah. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, in my head I would say that, but I wouldn't even say it yeah, out loud. Let's do it. Because I got it. Yeah. yeah right. You have to be able, and there's a lot of, uh, of, of talent that's not that way. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, and a lot of, and a lot of people don't see the takes and the, and the edits and the revisions and the take after take after take after take. You know, what I work with people on a video format like last year I did Access TV Carolina Rebellion coverage for three days and that was super fun and I just wanted to nail it one take and I told the editor and the, the main director dude from the beginning I was like I got this guys and they were like oh well last year's host you know this this is like dude yeah. uh don't worry, guys. I'm going to make this easy for you. And it was their first time working with me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, boom, boom, boom. They were like, dude, okay, all right, all right, let's do it. All right, well, let's do another, Let's do the next one. Let's do it here. Do this. And then, and then. All right, ready? Yeah, let's go. Go. Tell me when. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. And you're walking and doing all this stuff. And they're like, damn. But what a you know? great talent to have. You know, man, that's just years and years and years and years of every day being on the radio. All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas, see? Already learning. Haha, -ha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. 
So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. Talk is Jericho. Who are some of your favorite guests to have on that you could just riff with in that same vein? Oh, well, I mean you. Oh, you're, you're 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 super fast, Corey Taylor. Oh, you know, great. yeah. I mean, oh. some of these dudes that are just um, instant, quick, and and great uh, people to have on the radio. Um, uh, who else is really good? Oh man, uh, no. Okay, so Corey, Chris Jericho. <laughs> hold on, hold on. There's a bunch, dude. Uh, <laughs> Um, who's really good? Sometimes I, they're good, but I get nervous around them too. Sometimes, like who, uh, who's some of the guys you had that made you? Nervous? I mean, I mean, Dave Mustaine, dude. Yeah. Oh my God, come on, yeah. dude. Like uh, my I've Dave done, is very quick, and also he's got that sardonic, yeah, kind of sarcastic. But also, way. and he, when you're doing things, he's quick, but he'll look at you. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you don't see him looking at you, or, or the people don't see it. But I'm looking at him, looking at me, and it's so. But but Corey w- won't do that. He uses his words. Mm-hmm. So Dave uses stares. But I've I've been nervous around. I mean Hetfield. Um, I don't get nervous around Ozzy uh, anymore. I've been with Ozzy. Did you so, used to get nervous? Around yes, Ozzie? of course. In the beginning, you've done a lot of stuff like everything. Town I, halls. I built Sabbath. Ozzy's Boneyard uh, from the beginning from with Ozzy. And Tell Sharon. us about that. So the Boneyard was a station on XM. Yes. And then it became Ozzy's Boneyard. It, it, well, when we, we merged, it was uh, I programmed Buzzsaw on Sirius, and then there was uh, Boneyard on XM. XM. So, and there was the two different companies. You know, for a while we were enemies. I mean, we hated each other, and it was right. very obvious. And we would see each other at, at uh, conventions and things, and it was violent. Um, not really, but kind of. <laughs> but there were uh, two separate competing two companies. Separate, two separate yeah. companies, and we were always, in my head, Liquid Metal was XM, Heart Attack was my channel, and I, I love Heart Attack, the name. I miss it so much. When we got Liquid Metal, I was I was a sad. Yeah, sounds yeah. like a Chinese laxative. <laughs> you know, just with writing copy, I write all the copy for the channel, so, you know, it, something about metal on Liquid Metal. You know, it's like, <sighs> it, it limits how you, you have to be. It reminds a, me of Terminator 2. Remember, yeah, the, remember they, when, yes, when they freeze yes. them and then the liquid metal joins up and uh, then Chinese it becomes laxative is yeah, what I think of for some. Yeah. Uh, but I never, I, I mean, the name, even it's hard to say, you know, even when you're hauling ass, you know, heart attack sounds cooler. Yeah, yeah. You know, you make the fist, you know, liquid, you know, you got liquid, liquid you know what I mean? It's like a weird liquid metal. You look liquid. Uh, but anyway, I forgot. Oh, so yeah. So Bone, Boneyard was XM. Buzzsaw was the hard and heavy classic rock station on Sirius. And we merged and then it was Boneyard. But to uh, brand it with an artist, a celebrity, which uh, Sirius likes to do uh, in a cool way, sure, like, uh, they you. they were like, uh, le- you know, they came to me and they were like, hey, how's, um, what if we work with Ozzy? I'm like, oh my god, please, yes, you know. And so it was it was crazy because I, I programmed Octane and Liquid Metal or 
uh, it was Heart Attack Liquid, Liquid Metal. So I was doing the two stations forever, and those are my two babies. And then Ozzy and Sharon signed on with us, and then my boss called me up and said, hey, uh, Ozzy and Sharon want you to program Ozzy's Boneyard, and that's they want you to do it. They personally said that basically Jose has to program it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's what a, like a cool honor, you know? Okay, uh, but you're going to have to give up one of your channels. And I'm like, oh... Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a morning where I, I made the decision. I'm like, well, I'm not giving up liquid metal. That's my that's my baby. Right. Uh, so I guess I won't program Octane. So uh, I didn't program Octane from that from that point on. My uh, a, a few other people kind of took it in the interim, and then my protege, uh, Vinny Vincent Usarello. Yeah. He's my boy, dude. He uh, was my right hand dude for years on my channels, and now he's doing Octane, and I so love what is, that. What does that mean, programming? Like, how does that all, satellite radio? All the music. Uh, uh, we are in charge of all the music that you hear on the channel, the rotation, the frequency, the categories, uh, the library, the currents the recurrence the stuff that's been out that's popular that you still want to play but you're slowing it down because we played it so much already it's it's art it's it's math it's science I love it that's why I mean so it's not a matter of just pressing shuffle on the computer no god no. no so you're writing you're put, putting every track it, in it, 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 it's it's part of a, of a programming system so it, it, it's scheduled by clocks we design clocks and we can have a hundred different clocks and each clock is an hour and you break it down into the hour so you have uh, what categories are the active categories you're picking from how often are they called upon in that hour versus the whole day versus the week equals the rotation mm-hmm. of a week, right? So if I have a category that has five songs and I play it every hour, what's the turnover? Every five hours the song plays, right? right. So if I have a category with three songs in it, you know, which is my hyper uh, over-exciter category, I call, uh, <laughs> as a little overkill exciter combo. Um, shout out. Violence and Force. Yes, sir. Shout out uh, to Canada's Finest. And Bobby, too. What's up, Jersey? <laughs> so, uh, but in my over-exciter, that, I have three songs in there, so I play that category once an hour. So that means that song plays every three hours. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know we, we, we do things where we program it so that a, a band doesn't and the song doesn't play in the same hour. Hour that the day prior, because what if you were driving at five oh. o'clock every day, and then you hear the same? You're like, this is ridiculous. Totally. And and lo- there's bad FM Dude, programmers happens, all the time. That happens on hits one because my kids uh, listen well, to it. Hits one is different because the rotations are so fast. You'll hear the same song yeah. every forty five minutes. Yeah, it's well, crazy. They they spin songs, yeah. you know, um, 80, 90, 100 times a week maybe. Right. Where on and my and liquid metal, my fastest spinning song, you know, might be thirty. Mm. You know, so thirty spins a week right and, and, and I mean that's that's four it's, spins a day it's, basically it's a, yeah. it's a lot but it's it's not I mean yeah, it's not four days is not bad no it's yeah. not because but people that listen all the time really, you play that song too much really yeah. dude like you must be listening you know what I mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. people that say you never play this or you always play this it's like they don't really know because it is 24-7 we never mm-hmm. stop we've mm-hmm. never stopped even on vacation deaths pregnancies births Whatever. everything yeah. like I have to program my channels like I don't have anybody that backs me up on that my friend does if it was, but I, it's my my job as the programmer is to always so is have a, the music ready. Is it a weekly thing where you guys sit down every week? Is it no? Like, I do it every day. So every day you yeah. sit down and uh, program I, for the days in advance. Gotcha. So I program days in advance. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, uh, but it, it and it is a science. It's a it's a it's um you know it's a lot of things and it's mostly like all my favorite shit. You know, yeah. uh, and. Um, you know, I drive around listening to it, and I love it so much. And then I forget that I 
I'm in charge of it, you know? Uh, and I'll hear songs about his things, and I'll hear little cool sets, and I do little invisible things that only fans would know. Uh, like what? Put song, putting songs together, you know, maybe... Uh, like a group or something? Yeah, yeah. It was just like, you know, maybe De Dez, uh, Devil Driver, and then Dez uh, guest appearing on something else. Gotcha. You know, but you wouldn't know it unless you maybe knew, you heard that little piece of Dez right. and that following song. I do that a lot with Max Cavalera. Max mm -hmm. Cavalera. Mm -hmm. uh, he's one of my idols and dear friends, but I, you know, just things like that. You know, Vinny's, the Dimes. I just do little cool things. And now that, you're you're also a big Pantera fan. Right? That's my favorite band, favorite in, band. In, in in my life. Yeah. So when you started in Sirius in 2000, did you ever get a chance to to interview Dime and hang out with Dime? Dude, the one time that Dime and Vinny came up uh, for Pantera, it was 2000, and it was a revolution. Right before you know, it, you know, they stopped doing their stuff, but they did come up for. Uh, they did come up for in the beginning and I was on vacation in Arizona oh, no. and I wasn't there but my friend Don K who uh, who one of the guys that one of the guys that hired me and he was one of the uh, first rock dudes there he got a, a picture that Dime signed to me but I had met Dime when I was in high school really so uh, I got where yeah it, it's this is a cool story um do we have time for it? I'm just kidding. Of course we have time. Uh, so it was, um, I was in high school, and it was Pantera, Sepultura, Prong, Compton Terrace, uh, south of Phoenix in the Indian Reservation. And uh, I had tickets. We drove up about three and a half hours from Douglas, Arizona, to the Pantera show. So Douglas is pretty border town, isn't it's it? It's on the border. Yeah. My house was nine blocks from the fence. <laughs> yeah, so I'm from the fence. Right. So uh, we went up with uh, my friend Jerome and his sister drove us because we weren't, you know, we had to get someone old enough to drive. So I think four of us, three, four of us went to the show. We were at... Um, I was rolling a joint uh, in the in the grass area in the amphitheater, and this dude with a bunch of laminates came by, and he was like, "Hey man, do you, do you have any weed?" You know, and I didn't see his laminates at first. Uh, he just came, "Hey man, like, do you have any weed?" And I kind of hit it, you know. I didn't know who it was. Like, no, I don't have any, man. You know, I have super long hair, and he, and he was like, "All right, man." I was like, kind of mean, and, and then he and he was like, "Oh, well, I was gonna have some. I had some after show passes or something if you wanted the train." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Come back, come back, come back, come back, come back!" And then he came back, and then I gave him like um, half. My my bag, you know, which was a quarter or whatever, and he gave me two Pantera after show um, meet and greet Passes, stuff. Yeah. And so my friend Jerome and I, we didn't get it for his sister. We just got two for my friend and I. So we waited after the Pantera show, waited. The band didn't come by. Uh, uh, her, his sister was like, we're, I'm leaving. And we were like, no, please. Like, we were, please, no. And we want to meet Pantera. They weren't coming back. It was people were leaving, walking out. And then uh, I was like, this. I got, I have to see if I can see them. I'm backstage. So I went between two semis. My friend, I was, he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I, got, I just got to go find him, dude. I got to go find him. Went between two semis that were parked uh, backstage, like these trucks, you know. Um, and I walked like sideways, like through this truck, and I got to the other side, and there was this dude. There was, uh, they were loading up a truck, and one of the guys kind of got stuck, and you know, and I right away got up and I helped him, and I helped him push the thing into the truck, and he was like, "Hey, thanks, man, oh, no problem." So some people kind of saw me do that, so they didn't like kick me out. The three uh, of you with the crew. Yeah, and I had super long hair, and you know, looked uh, like a road. Yeah, <laughs> and so. Um, I saw, and then at that moment, I, right behind me was like a trailer with like a, a an RV, like a trailer, these yeah. outdoor ones. Like an RV, yeah. Yeah, and so the sliding glass door opens, and then I hear Dime, and he's right inside. The curtain opens as somebody's coming out, and there was secu security guard talking to this blonde chick, this like, you know, groupie chick. And then I saw, I was like, <gasps> Dime was right there. So then I was walking down the ramp. This girl takes the security guard just around, just 
away from the door for a, a, a brief moment. I started up those wooden stairs, got got the sliding glass door, opened it, shut it behind me, and it was Dimebag, Vinny, Paolo from Sepultura, Tommy from Prong, and they were in a circle, and, and then Dime turned around and he was like, what's up, dude, can I help you? And I'm like... And I, I just got my Pantera tattoo uh, on my shoulder, my CFH, and I went up to him and I was like, hey, Dime, dude, check it out, scarred for life, man. And he was like, dude, man, yeah. And he gave me a hug, gave me a hug. He's like, well, you want something to drink? I'm like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm in high school, dude. I'm like, yeah, dude. And he was like, get this, man, you want you want a black tooth? I'm like, yeah, please. You know, and the then famous he, black oh tooth grin. Oh, my God. And then he gives me a silver bullet can, uh, which I still have in my safe. Oh, you kept in it? In my safe. I don't have anything in my safe except for that can, dude. It's so sad. I don't have jewels. I don't have money or gold. I have the dime bag Coors can in my safe. And then he gave me uh, a red cup, uh, which I held on to for a while. I eventually broke, but he gave me the black tooth. He pulled the poster. I said, hey, dime, can you sign Can you sign one of the posters? They had a Far Beyond Driven uh, poster on the, on, the, on the wall inside. He took it off the wall. Uh, he signed it. Rex signed it. Um, and Vinny signed it. Phil wasn't around. Uh, and then Big Val, security guard, came on. He was like, hey, guys, we got to go. The guys have been waiting out there. And I was like, I was part of that crew, Dime. And he was like, oh, hey, man. And then Dime was like, we got to go, everyone. Come on. We got to go. So then Dime got all the troops. And then we, we walked. And I walked with Dimebag cool. to this whatever was left over of the small meet and greet, including my friend Jerome. And he ran over to me. He was like, with his eyes off. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look what and then he didn't even like he didn't even talk to me. He ran over to Dime and the guys to get you know so that his ticket signed and stuff. So uh, Dime, you know, made me feel so great. Uh, he made me feel so cool. I was nobody in, in all these people, but he stopped doing what he was doing. And then I pulled out a joint and then uh, I smoked it with him. And he laughed how small mine was, and it was all like shriveled up because I was in the pit. And then uh, and then he had a big bomber. He was like, take a hit of this, and I was like, oh my god, you know. Just think about Dime. Like, like, just imagine if if a fan came in now while we're talking and hanging out, the reaction would not be that. Like, yeah. I would be like, "Hey, man, you got to go. Like, you yeah. can't be back here." But he was the yeah. opposite, yeah. just completely embracing you yeah. and having this great moment. And and ever since that moment, Chris, um, I've been a disciple of Dimebag Daryl. I've been um, everything. I mean, with his, I mean, the death. Oh my god. 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 But. Um, but just I've been I'm, I'm a disciple dude and I love the way he made me feel and he made other people feel and he was always that dude uh, a positive guy you know just a loving good dude and I love that and I, I try I take some of his teachings the teachings of Ozzy you know the teachings of Papa Het you know and I, and I put these things into my body and, and, and I this is you know how I molded myself you know right, what I mean right, right. dime bag I mean just weed and metal and Dean <laughs> guitars and all I I'm a Dean guitar dude that's all I play I mean just right. because of dime and so uh, I got a really cool dime bag portrait uh, tattooed from Bob Tyrell oh that's uh, great uh, yeah, you can't calf, see it, yeah. but it's really beautiful. I That's posted really it up on on my socials. Yeah, I mean, I loved. I'm our dog is Rocky Dimebag. Um, <laughs> you know, if I had a son, I'd probably name him. You know, Dime. Dime. You know? <laughs>
But Dime actually, Magnum. Uh, Ozzy actually is what I want to name. If Ozzy, I, if just I, if Ozzy, I, too. just Ozzy. Yeah. yeah, just if I ever had a son. That's <laughs> but Melissa's done. Uh, so when you're talking about Dime, in, in uh, you know uh, when you meet him as a fan. So when you're you've been serious for 17 years. 17 you years. You have guys come in the studio all the time. Has there been some wild moments in the studio where guys come in maybe a little bit lit up or is everyone pretty cool? My my, I think the the thing that jumps out to my head is uh, my first interview ever at Sirius, and it was with Zach Wild. I knew at some point his name was going to come up because that's a character. And he he was drinking at the time, and he brought a, a twelve pack of Bex, and he had chains around his neck, and he just came in. And he was like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "Hey Zach, hi." You know, here's my interview. And he's like, where, "Where are we going?" You know, and it's just like he just took control. Yeah. And then we got into the studio, and it was my first interview, and I was so nervous, and I had questions written down, I had all my stuff, the flow, and everything. You know, I think I even typed it out, and, and it, it went nowhere, nothing to that and um it was uh embarrassing he was just drinking i tried to ask things and he didn't answer uh he was in control uh, and i was completely not in control and uh i was just like this is it like i'm never going to be asked to do interviews this is the last one and but he he whipped me in the shape man as my very first interview and i think that was the craziest one no nothing's ever really been uh, negative or bad, you know, uh, n- nothing's ever happened that was like violent or anything I think crazy. People you know? know that you're the real deal. And, and so when they're talking with you, it's a cool experience. Yeah, you know? I, I try to always make it cool. You know, I don't bring up the dark stuff. I don't right. like to talk about dark stuff. Me too. So many journalists will try Give to get scoop. that moment. Yeah. yeah, and then just try to get that headline moment. I, I don't I do not do that to my friends. I won't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they say things and things, I'll take it out and I yeah. won't air it. Um, and just because I know it won't look good or whatever, I, I don't ever want to. And I just, even when Vinny's always on the air with me, like I don't. Talk about you're gonna get, do a Pantera reunion, Vinny. I mean, how like, many times? Oh my god, I could probably have a cool conversation yeah. with him about that and talk about ideas and things and help talk to him about it. But that's I don't want to do that. But so you I don't want to put him in that situation. You have to lead into that too. Like if like I had Slash on before Guns and Roses, and Slash is my bro, and I know he loves dinosaurs, and I know he loves horror movies, and that's yeah, I like both those. So we talked about dinosaurs and horror movies, then we started talking about the Stones. And this is like an hour in. Then he starts talking about when Guns N' Roses opened for the Stones. So now he's talking about yeah, Guns yeah. N' Roses. The door's open. I just let him continue to talk. And then, of course, the natural well, progression. Y- y- of course, you have to ask those buzz questions. If you're there and you're set up for but, those cool things. But once it goes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, wow, he's talking about yeah, GNR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, if you that's, open the interview with that, it's no. going to shut you down but right so, away. But so many people just want to do that. And I, I, I'm, I'm thinking long term. Right. I, I, want, I want these dudes to be stoked to come back the yes. next time. And then, like, oh, we're not doing press. We're not doing anything. Oh, Jose. Oh, yeah, we'll do that. There you go. We got. I got. Of course, we'll do Jose. What time? Where? Yeah. Yeah, Where? Where do we go? What do we do? Anything, you know. So that kind of thing is really cool to have that, um, that love, you know, from all all these different dudes, man. Uh, But yeah, man. um, You know, I I do. I know you have a lot of listeners, Chris, and I just want to bring up something too that uh, a lot of people always ask me, like, how did I get here and stuff. I just, I wanted to say. Think about education, please, and, and going to school. Like I went to school to be a pharmacist. Uh, really, I'm a chemistry major from no the shit. University of Arizona. Wow. Uh, my I had um, 
220 people graduating from uh, Douglas High School, and out of 220 people, I had the third most amount of scholarships from academics. Uh, I got a wow. full ride to University of Arizona, uh, and I just took out loans to buy music equipment and weed <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, but I, my parents were super poor, my family, and I went to Arizona, and that's where I started college radio uh, when I was going to um, majoring in chemistry. I had a dude... Um, I was taking Spanish guitar class, and this dude, I had long hair, I was playing Metallica before class, and this guy comes up, nerdy dude, and he was like, hey man, uh, you, you know, you like metal? And I'm playing Metallica, and I'm like, what does it look like? You know, I throw my hair back, you know, and I'm just riffing, and he's like, hey, I work at the radio station, uh, we don't have a metal show, why don't you come in and maybe check it out? And I'm like, I'm not a DJ, you know, and I'm just playing. I'm a serious right. musician. Yeah, I'm all right, sorry, guy. And then he was just, Matt was so cool to me, weeks and weeks and weeks into class. He kept on telling me, inviting me to the station. And I finally went to the station, walked in, I saw Corn poster, Rage Against the Machine poster. I saw, I was like, wow. It was in the basement of the student union. I was like, this is so cool. I met the program director, the music director. They were so cool to me. They were like, hey, you're the metal guy that I heard about? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the metal guy. <laughs> and, and then they were like, hey, well, we, it'd be cool to have a metal show. We haven't had one here yet. And I'm like, dude, I, I'll do it. So I started a metal show in, when I was 18 in Tucson, majoring in chemistry, um, University of Arizona on to grad school, Tennessee, University of Tennessee College of Pharmacy. Uh, was number seven pharmacy school in the country. Uh, and I applied to Colorado, Arizona, and Tennessee. And I got into uh, all of them when I wanted to do something different. You know, and I went to Tennessee. And I was there and I got a job at the FM rock station going to grad school. Uh, I used to call the program director in the afternoon and bug him. I got recommendations from people in the industry from doing college radio. They were like, hey, meet this kid. He's moved in town the dude uh finally i was so persistent when i would call him up like every week and just ask him to come into the radio station he'd be like dude i don't have time i don't have time finally he was like all right jose just come in on friday you know and i came in i gave him an air check of my college radio tape and he was like you're horrible uh he told me that. he was like you're not ready for radio but you can help in the promotions department and so um so i became and then i uh, the next week I was there with the music director and somebody called out and then he, the guy asked me to fill in that night Friday go. night There's and I chance. was like I was like dude but Addison said I'm not ready and he, he was like dude, dude I got you know I got this dude, my, <laughs> Dave Clapper I love you brother and he believed in me and he was like no do it do it do it and I did my first show uh, 12 to 6 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah. yep and uh, overnight in Memphis Tennessee and the guys showed up around 3 30 um, both bosses and the production director they walked in they were were all like pissed off looking and uh, and then they all just broke out laughing and smiling they were like dude nice job jose oh killer and i was like oh whoa so then i became filling uh so i became the rock and roll pharmacist dude i was going to grad <laughs> school people knew me that i was also doing radio and i started doing cool things and um and people were, were cool like i was the rock and roll pharmacist and then uh, a year in i won an award to uh for best metal dj in the album network which is a industry trade magazine and uh, I was best uh, metal director and, and DJ, and so I, ha I was featured in this little magazine, and then I, got, I started getting like offers to work in the industry, and then people were like, "Hey, you ever thought about working?" I was like, oh, "I'm going to pharmacy school. I'm going to be a doctor in three years, you know? Like I only have three years left." And they were like, "Well, just 
just want to come to New York. We'll fly you out. Just come check it out. Never been. And I, I, I went there and I fell in love. And I couldn't believe what New York City was and mm-hmm. what it offered. And TVT Records wanted to me to be their national director of uh, radio promotions for metal and alternative mm-hmm. to talk to dudes like me. And I was like, wow. And they paid me nothing, you know. But yeah. at the time, I was like, I, I never had a real job. I had a bunch of part-time jobs. And so before I, I, I made the move to... T- to, to I called my dad up, and then my dad uh, was 49 when I was born. He was much older. Uh, people thought he was my grandpa, but right. he was always an uh, academics guy. He said, you know, he taught. He was super, super smart, super smart. All of his kids, he has another family before my mom from Mexico, uh, and he has, they're all lawyers, doctors, um, you know, they're deans of university. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're crazy smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my dad, I told my dad the situation, and he was like, don't regret this. Do this, wow! And he and and I was like, Dad, but what about all the school, all that my student loans, all and and he was like, You're don't regret this, don't you've been into heavy metal musics your whole life, your whole life. You that's all you've done, and now you have this opportunity, and he's like, Don't, don't do it. And I was like, Dad, are you sure? And then he was like, dude, you know, and he told me a story that he regretted going to the army. He wanted to be a lawyer, but instead he fought in the Korean War, and he's disabled, and he got in the, in the Korean War, and he always regretted that decision of fo- following family pressure to go be military versus he wanted to be a lawyer, do, yeah. yeah. And he always regretted it. He never told me the story. Mm. And then he and then he cried, and I cried, and I was like, wow. And then so, boom, New Jersey. Uh, I went moved to the ghetto of New Jersey, and I worked out there. But um, so you basically, drop out of. I, I left school, a year. Right? Yeah, I left actually about six months after that. After I uh, knew that I was moving to Jersey, uh, I, instead of paying for the second year of pharmacy school, I stayed another semester, and I taught at the University of Memphis. I was a lab instructor, uh, and I worked at a Mexican restaurant and on the radio station. Um, and at the Veterans Hospital. I had a bunch of jobs. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. I'm Mexican, dude. I got to have a bunch of jobs. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, I moved out to Jersey, started at TBT Records, and then seven months later, uh, that's when I got the job to, to move to Sirius. Now, um, when you first started Sirius, did they bring you in as a DJ? Uh, and they, st- they brought me in as a... As a um, pro- as a, uh, um, Programming coordinator. Okay. So, uh, but we didn't, there weren't DJs at the time, you know what I mean? We were just building a channel. So I became one, but it was never part of my uh, yeah, job description. By necessity. Uh, uh, eventually, it was just like, you know, I always knew that I was going to be the DJ on the metal channel. I wanted to, but it wasn't like, you know, when we first were testing the services out, which was really cool before anybody was subscribing, there were just engineers listening to the channels. First, it was music to space and back. How does that sound? Then it was music production to space and back. How does that sound? Now, how about music production and voices? How does that sound? And so I was the dude testing it for wow, uh, it for about nine months, just testing. Like no one was listening, but I thought people were listening, and I would just do a, a radio show every single day. Yeah. Uh, and and that's how I just and then I never yeah, stopped. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're so, talking about being serious for for 17 years, even in that building, because I've been there many times. And there's always people floating around mm-hmm. that even that you're not talking to. Have you seen like some people walk through there that you just went, oh my god? Like- oh, yeah, dude. Uh, my office was the coolest office in the entire building. Uh, it was uh, certified. Yeah, the um, Jaeger machine in there. Uh, I had the Jaeger uh, tap machine. Yeah, and I just had the coolest looking office yeah. and the most inviting. And it was always a stop on tours, uh, whether they're executives or Oprah or Justin Bieber or whoever, <laughs> dude. Uh, Robert Plant walking by, and I'm like, that dude looks familiar. <laughs> and he look, he's looking at me in my office, and I'm looking at him, 
oh man and then it's like whoa that was Robert Plant you know he made eye contact yeah, Justin yeah. Bieber came into my office he was like hey what's up and I was like oh hey Justin um, uh, Katy Perry famous uh, one, this is a cool story uh, I was super baked in the morning I'm a big cannabis fan <laughs> and um, I was pouring my cereal uh, I used to eat cereal and I'd go to the kitchen and pour the milk in and go back to my desk and on my ball chair and, and eat some like cereal and I would do that for years. And I was going to the kitchen once, and I was pouring my cereal, and then Katy Perry walked in. I didn't know who it was. I just thought it was a hot chick. Yeah. And she walked in. She's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hi. I'm holding my cereal. <laughs> and and she's like, hey, what's up? You're, you're – yeah. and, like, and I know you, right? I'm like, I don't think so, but uh, hot, Maybe. you know? And then I'm, I'm like, are you a rock? person you know because I hosted a TV show on the time Latin Nation I didn't know she saw me on, I didn't know and then she was like no but and then she came to my office she's like and maybe I don't maybe I don't know well what do you what do you do and you, and then I was just telling her and then she was like oh she was looking around and I didn't still didn't know who she was and she was like she was like talking to me and being super friendly and super nice and like are you sure you're not this guy and then uh, and my office mate who programs the reggae channel she was sitting down there was a little divider in her office so she didn't s- she didn't see who it was, but yeah. she can hear. Um, and then I was so like high, and they're getting super nervous because there's this hot chick that was like, like kidding on me, dude. <laughs> and I was like freaking out. And then she, I, I, I kind of stopped talking, and I got weird. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go now." And I'm like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> and then she walked away. And then my my office mate, she's like, "That girl, mm, she just wanted you." And then uh, and then she started telling me all this stuff. I was like, "Oh, whatever." I, I, would, I was like, couldn't talk, you know? And I went out to the kitchen, and then this dude was like, dude, what was Katy Perry saying to you? I was like, what? That was Katy Perry? Shut the f*** up, dude. And then when she finished with the president, she came back, and I came out with my cereal, and I said, hey, Katy, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was you. And she was like, I know, and I love that. And then she grabbed my arm, and she walked with me, and she grabbed like a like a, like a arm lock, you know, and walked like, and I was walking there like a wedding thing, <laughs> and down the the big hallway, and people were like, "What the, <laughs> f- dude?" And I walk, she's like, "Walk me to the elevator," and I walked her to the elevator, and you know, I, I we, we hugged and and I, we took a cool selfie, and uh, and then she left, and so that was right. that was super cool, but that's the kind of I miss that kind of run in. You know, I mean, I mean the, just cardinals and nuns and Pat Sajak and, you know. Um, <laughs> cardinals yeah, and nuns uh, and Pat Sajak. Tony Bennett running into Slayer and meeting each other. Wow. And, 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 and then Tom, and then Tom, uh, t- Tony knew Slayer, the right. name. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, Mr. Bennett, you know, all of a sudden, Kerry King, you know, everybody takes off his glasses. You know what I'm saying? Super polite. Everybody just like Slayer, Slayer, you know, I'm going to eat meat. And then <laughs> Tony Bennett, hey, Mr. Bennett. Right. Right. All, right. all proper right. and yeah, cool. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. Tony, Bent, and Slayer. See, and that's cool because he's heard the name. But guys like Slayer, see that legendary guy like Tony yeah. Bennett. It's like, it's not, it's not like he's not heavy metal. It's, like, yeah. it's Tony Bennett. No, it's cool. And I love that bands got that chance and still get that chance to meet uh, other famous people yeah, outside yeah. of their world. And that's a really good run-in place Adrian for Adrian Smith it. told me that uh, he met Paul McCartney once. And uh, Paul, whoever they're doing is Paul's like, oh, you're in a band? He's like, yeah, I'm in a band. It's Iron Maiden. He goes, oh, yeah, the one with the monster. <laughs> oh, nice. So knew, the band with the monster. That's so cool. <laughs> that has to be a trip, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but there's so, so many cool run-ins. I mean, I, I took an elevator ride with Nelly once. Uh, I had a shot of Jaeger, and I was bringing it down to my wife, and he was just tripping out that I was 
it was freezing cold and I was all bundled up and on the elevator I was just holding a shot of Jaeger uh, and going down the elevator and Nelly was like dude like what you know this is cool um and yeah, there was just there's so many, dude. Um, I've met a lot of cool people. When Stern would have guests on, and I would I would, I would get to work around nine thirty, and a lot of times his big guests were coming out, and so I would see them, and I would be listening on the walk over and the on the bus ride over, and then I would be like, oh, I'm probably gonna see them. I'm gonna meet them, you know, because I'm like timing it out, and then yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, so many. Um, How about Howard? Do you ever have any? Oh, dude, I've him? been. Yeah, Howard is so cool, dude. When he first came to Sirius, we had his very first. Well, I mean, that's the whole story. I mean, just when he said that he was coming to Sirius, that was made the uh, company. Dude, it was, it was. Uh, my wife used to work and worked in the city, and sometimes I would take a ride with her, and she dropped me off early one day. It was like eight o'clock in the morning, and there was nobody in, in in the headquarters. And I was in my office. It was dark, and I got a call from my friend Chris Poland, who owns uh, Eclipse Records, and he called me. He was like, "Congrats, dude! Howard is coming to Sirius," and I, and it was so early, and I and I'm like, "Dude, what?" What are you talking about? And he was like, dude, put on K-Rock right now. Put on, put on the radio. And I was like, right, right, right. and I put on, and then I just hear him, Howard, boom, serious. And no, 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 and that's, that's why I just, I'm, I'm like, <gasps> dude, I was like, Chris, thank you dude, for calling me. I'll call you back. And I hung up and I just sat there in the dark, dude. And I, and this is, I mean, it sounded like a pussy, but I cried. I cried another time. I told you three, two times I cried. But I <laughs> why cried. would you cry that Stern's coming? I, I cried in my office by myself, dude. Because I knew how much it was going to change my gotcha. life. I knew the rock channels were going to explode. And I knew. And then you asked a question earlier about the, the, the power that we have. That's, that's, mm. that's when it started. Because before, it was like we would ask for Slipknot. And you know, we'd be like, oh, we got to go to AOL. Sorry. We don't got time for you. But we're satellite radio. We got click. Yeah. You know, hey, uh, si- uh, none of that Cyrus. We don't have time for that click. Mm-hmm. You know, but then, you know, years later, whatever. But when Stern came, and I knew his fans were rock fans. And I knew when they came, they were going to come and listen gotcha. to my channels. Right. And then I sat there, and I was like, my life is going to change today mm-hmm. today and it, and it did it changed my yeah. and the, the profile of of Sirius became giant right and then the rock channels became giant and then along with that you know I'm very it was blessed to be on that cool ride and then you talked about you know the profile the 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 image the Jose brand I mean if it wasn't for Sirius XM that would never I wouldn't have that you know but that and then just being good to bands and fans and everything and just being good and good and good and just good and believing in bands and Volbeat we were the first to play Volbeat nobody believed in that Mm. shit I remember my boss at the time was like what's their story I was like there is no story we're their story you know why can't we be the story why does it have to be a story outside of us why can't we start it why can't we start the story? You know, and then I played Still Counting on the radio on Octane. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Fucking totally, mic drop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris. Dude. So that kind of stuff, when we're able to do that for bands and, and for everything. But Howard, so the question, Howard, when he had his first meeting with us, he was uh, on the on top of the stairs in the lobby in New York City. You kind of say it. Yeah. And he was like looking down at us and he was like. Us being uh, all the employees. Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of us there. And he was like, he told us why he came in serious. And he was like, it's stations like this dude station, heart attack, that made me want to come. And he pointed me out and he m- mentioned a few other channels but he pointed me out and he doesn't, he doesn't know me That's, yeah he didn't know i had you know but i was right up near him and i was just so f- 
happy that he was there and he knew it and everybody knew it and 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 he pointed me out so from that moment Howard's been so cool to me uh, I've written questions been on the show I've been on the show appeared on the show uh, I was on a show uh, segment gay or not gay when Howard I walked in Howard was like oh game over it was George Takei and it was for George he was supposed to guess who the gay guy was and Artie Robin and Howard and then I walk in and Howard was like oh game over and then Robin was like why and he's like oh I know who's gay it's Jose Jose's gay and I'm like Howard I haven't said anything dude he's like you don't have to look at you you're gay dude <laughs> look at your eyebrows and, uh, yeah as he said he said look at your eyebrows and I was like what dude and then he's just drilled into me but he knew he was super cool yeah. uh, and then I was on another time and where I was able to just to come on as Jose and come on as uh, a lover of him and of the, st- the of the company and what I do for rock and I just wanted to thank him for changing my life mm-hmm. you know and I had that time that that cool appearance I had like 13 minutes with him That's and cool. I was there yeah and I didn't have I didn't curse I didn't do anything, you know, bad or embarrassing <laughs> to my family or, or my employer. You know what I mean? I, I was, it was pure. Yeah. It was a pure appearance. And I came out of there like, <gasps> what a rush. What a rush. But Howard is so cool to me. And I, he, was, he was like, I said, I love you, Howard. He's like, I love you too, Jose. Quit being a weirdo, you know, because <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, but he was, um, he was so cool. And like, yeah, so Howard, man, I love you, Howard. A couple last uh, last questions. I know you mentioned music a few times, playing guitar and, and having you know music equipment. And I know you've you've guested on a lot of different. Uh, you've done vocals uh, on stage. What, tell tell us like what are your favorite moment of being on stage singing? Because you got a great growl. Thank you, Chris, yeah. dude. Oh man, um, my favorite moment singing on stage. Uh, I, you know what, man. I mean, there was big moments where I sang pieces of songs like Indians with Anthrax, who are one of my all-time favorite bands, like uh, Big Four. Uh, I got up, and Joey made me get up, and I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, and he was like, I was like sitting, like crunching, like behind an amp, like right on the stage with Anthrax, and Big Four, and he made me get up and kind of come out to him, and we did a piece of Indians like that's crazy um, singing Davidian with Rob Flynn at Machine Head when they opened up for Metallica in the round stadium and I remember it was my first time on a round stadium like where do I where, what mic do I go to what's wrong with Rob you know and I went to Rob's mic and I sang Let Freedom Ring with a shotgun blast you know in front of a Prudential Center in Newark nice. New Jersey it was so cool but I would say that my favorite oh man singing Desperate Cry with Max Cavaletta probably like five or six times um, that's your jam th- that's that's I love Sepultura I've done Territory and I've done Desperate Cry with uh, Max Desperate Cry the most times That he's one of my idols that's mm-hmm. that's so much fun but I think the thing that I've done the most and the thing that sticks out the most and it's a cool because it comes back to you King uh, singing Pantera Revolution is my name with King. We've done that probably. You just did it acoustic, yes, didn't we you? Did yeah, it last we were going to do it again today. Maybe today, yeah. uh, we're going to do it again acoustic today, and uh, just singing that on stage uh, probably a dozen times over the or all over the country. Um, and and uh, I love Pantera and to be able to to sing that song. <laughs> I did it at Dime Bash with King, right? Uh, and and Phil was there, and, and and Dave Grohl was watching, and you know all these other dudes were like watching me. Uh, Robert through here. 
deal. Uh, who else was there? It wasn't. Well, it wasn't there, you know. And they were watching me sing Pantera. That was pretty cool. Uh, but I think you know, singing with um, with King, uh, doing Revolution is my name, and that's that's because I love them. They're my favorite band out there. They're my closest friends. Um, you know, they're the ones I support the most, uh, and they're my family dudes. And so I think doing it with those guys, that's my Maybe favorite. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so? What's your uh, your goal now, Jose, for 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 Sirius XM for Liquid Metal for what you're doing? Man, I just you know, I, I, Chris, um, I look up to you, you know, in a, in a lot of cool ways as a professional in this business. I want I want to do more, you know. I want to do I want to be like Ryan Seacrest. You know what I'm saying? I want to like do a lot of cool things, like have my hands in a lot of cool. I'm so I mean Ryan's doing the Today Show oh no the Regis show yeah, yeah, in the morning yeah. and he's doing his FM show and he might be doing another TV show and he's doing a countdown right. and you know and he's producing TV shows like I want to do shit like that like I want to I want to be I want to be the rock mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I have to you know Sharon Osbourne gave me uh, really co- cool advice and this is really cool for you too uh, you and for you listening um, you know if you dr- dream it visualize it keep visualizing what you want to do keep burning that in your head keep thinking about it keep thinking about it and take the steps to do to to get to that point you know whatever that may be may may be but just i'm 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 visualizing cool shit you know i want to do good i want you know my tequila company you know i want that to be awesome you know i want to host i want to have my own cool festival you know i want to put on cool help danny or something i want to uh, I want to do TV stuff, dude. I, I, I feel like I have um, more to offer. Like, I want to do TV shows, whether it's uh, on me and my family or if it's just me hosting a cool game show or something. Like, I want to do sh- cool shit, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I'm not done. I want to be in a horror movie. Uh, <laughs> I want to I do a chick and smoke a joint and then die Jason Voorhees style. <laughs> um, you know, I'm talking to Dee Snyder about In Strange Land 2, hopefully. I get to suffer in one of those. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I want to do a lot, dude. And, you know, in six years, my kids are going to be in college, man. It's crazy right. so uh, I'll be 46 years old and I'll be able to be like oh shit like now you got lots more time I, now, now what, 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 what else can I do to leave a cool legacy to leave a cool mark you know what else can I do mm-hmm. you know so I, I really want to do a lot and Sirius XM is always they're going to have to kill me mm-hmm. to not be on the radio like I'll always do that no matter what because right. uh, I can do my show from anywhere right. anywhere I go can, yeah. I can program and I can do my show from right here from anywhere I just tether to my cell phone and that internet works on my cell phone and get it on my laptop I can do my show from there so um and put it right into the system and not rely on any help now. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I just want to do a lot, dude. I'm vice president of Affliction Clothing, you know. Uh, they're so good to me. I, I really just want to help the brand. And, and they've been just so... Um, awesome to my family and I've been so loyal since 2007 I've been with the company yeah. uh, as an employee since 2012 but just it's crazy you know what they just like do do everything you do and everything you do we do because I'm always that's right. in affliction yeah, yeah, so he's yeah. like they, they were like dude go and do everything dude, I know, got your back I know uh, Rich was looking for a white leather jacket for yeah. the last Fozzie photo shoot he said I called Jose he got me a white leather jacket yep. yeah, yeah of course cool. dude, I yeah. love hooking up my friends yeah. too uh, I mean I'm a big fan of the clothes I mean there's just a lot of cool things uh, that I want to do Chris and I, I think I'm, I'm just starting I want to write a book like you yeah, someday I know yeah, you you, you've, you've done a, a few and Corey's done a few you know I look up to you guys you know you guys are, are, are busy dudes like John 
Jasta, you know, oh, uh, he's you, Joe Rogan, you know, right. these dudes, Howard Stern, you know what I mean? These are dudes, my, my, my boss at Affliction, the owner, Courtney Dubar, these, these are hustlers, dude, you know, these are dudes that don't stop working, yeah. and I, I love that, that's how I am, mm-hmm. you know, and that's sometimes, you know, my wife will be like, you're really on the computer right now, I'm like, babe, I'm sorry, I'm traveling, and I have to get ahead, like, I have to, there's, when can I do it? You understand yeah. the same thing. So it is nonstop, but you know, having the time for the family and raising them and loving them and smothering them with love, uh, and and you know, being super involved and chaperoning di- dances and things yeah. like that. You know, everything that I can do to be involved with that. You know, so there's a lot, dude. I still have a lot to, to give to the world, Chris. Yeah, man. Last question. Yes, you sir. Have to pick one. What's your favorite album of all time? Favorite album of all time. I mean, it, it's it's easy. I mean, it's easy. Uh, uh, Pantera, vulgar display of power. All right. Yeah, I have to. I have to go with that. I mean, it, that that album from the beginning to the end has some of the most. That's the masterpiece. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that. And it, it's either. I mean, Master Puppets is super close to this, and so is Rust in Peace in my in my uh, opinion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Both I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with vulgar display of power. Uh, Pantera. That's uh, that's you know that's a big fuse in my heart, man. So uh, that that's my favorite right there. And today you'll be singing Pantera yeah, out with be, King. Yeah, I do. I preach the good gospel uh, of Pantera <laughs> everywhere. I have a CFH tattoo on my right, right hand. There. So yeah. when I shake people's hands, they're like, you know, cowboys from hell. And I'm like, yeah, brother, goddamn right. Boom, bro, hug, fist bump, whatever it is, man. <laughs> Thanks, dude. You're awesome. No man. problem, Chris Thanks, Jericho. Man. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, who's got more love for rock and roll and heavy metal than Jose Mangan? Great guy, so enthusiastic, and what an entrepreneur. Big things in store for Jose. I love talking music with him. Got some incredible stories. Uh, and speaking of stories, how about some truly ridiculous news stories from Team Tiger Awesome? This is the news with Team Tiger Awesome. In local news, a man with scissors for hands has had trouble filling out complicated business forms. Sources close to the man known to his friends as Scissor Hands Guy say until he can start his business, he'll just keep trimming hedges for cash until he's run out of town by misunderstanding jocks. In sporting news, your favorite sports team is better than their record would indicate. If those stupid umpires hadn't made all those bad calls, or if the other team hadn't so blatantly cheated, your favorite sports team would have won all the games. And now a look at the synonym index. Inflammable is on fire, breaking into the top five. Dropping plummets to number four. Steady holds fast at three. Second is not first in succeeding weeks. And the uppermost spot is singularly number one. For more news you thought went bad, but when you smell it, you realize it'll last a few more days. Listen to the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday on the Jericho Network on Podcast One. Yeah, typical crazy Team Tiger fake news. You want real fake news? Team Tiger's got it for you. Go subscribe to the Team Tiger Awesome show at Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave them a five-star rating and review as well. Leave all the Jericho Network podcasts five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. This week they continue with Cyrus live in Japan. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. He's got so much great stuff. Gene Simmons, Genesis, all of them on there. Go check out the Bruce Kulick Revenge show that he did a few weeks ago. That was great. Raven Effect as Raven continues his uh, wrestling time in Portland, the Origins, and the flagship show, Keeping It 100 with Conan. This week, special guest, my dad, Ted Irvin, to talk all things hockey and all things me, I guess. And Beyond the Darkness, get your paranormal fix every weekday with brand new episodes five days a week. And you can get in there True Crime Tuesdays as well. Dave Schrader and Tim Dennis, the two gents behind Beyond the Darkness, are doing a weekly true crime podcast, but you can only get that by signing up at patreon.com for just five bucks a month. 
You'll get a new episode every single Tuesday, and the episodes are all commercial-free. No commercials. So sign up now at patreon.com. And one last big thank you to this episode's tremendous sponsors and to all of you for supporting them. DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho to get 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY-related mounts. True Car, check that out. It's cheaper, it's easier, and the best car buying experience you can have. And, of course, Geico, save money on car insurance. Thank you so much for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next uh, next Wednesday. Who do we got? Let me go through my little uh, Rolodex of rock. Oh, yeah. A few weeks ago, we talked with Bruno Sammartino. He is actually going to be on next Wednesday for sure. And what a conversation with one of the OGs of pro wrestling. Uh, and, man, 50 years of wrestling experience. And um, very riveting, riveting stuff. We did this interview in an Italian restaurant in Pittsburgh. That was Bruno's insistence. We had to do the interview in a restaurant. And uh, the ambiance is great. The conversation is great. And Bruno is in his 80s, and he's still very lucid and has some tremendous stories. You're going to love it. Bruno Sammartino makes his talk as Jericho debut. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks to everybody who came and rocked with us, uh, with us the last few weeks, um, especially at Download and in Milton Keynes and Chester. Uh, both of them sold out. Both of them just so hot. Sweat boxes. I think the Milton Keynes show is the hottest show that we've ever played in Fozzie. I almost passed out four or five times. We're looking forward to going back to the UK, Ireland, Scotland, uh, and of course Europe as well. But lots more to do until then. So we'll see you on Wednesday with Bruno Sammartino. In the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.